Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. What we need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay Baseball. Cappy. What do we need to know? What do you got? What you need to know is that the Rose Bowl Stadium announced today that the second annual Rose Bowl will return to the stadium this April 15th. Like as in the drink. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's nice. The event will feature 40-plus wines with gourmet food and music, and guests will enjoy unlimited pours of carefully curated rosés. Your purchase will include a branded wine glass and pours of your favorite rosé. There will also be plenty of photo ops and perfect for IG shots and creative TikToks. <laughs> Pink attire is encouraged at the festival. <laughs> Tickets are $80 per person, Yeah, and uh, all ages are welcome, but obviously guests must be 21 to consume alcohol. Uh, go to rosebowlstadium.com for more info on the Rosé Bowl. I like that. I like, like Rosé? I do. Yeah, it's more of my wife's thing, not mine, but... Yeah, it's I mean, I'm not my, anti. You no, know. no, it's, it's, it's not something like where I walk in with a bunch of dudes, and I'm like, hi, um, can we get a bottle of Rosé for the fellas? Yeah. But when Why it's not? my... Because it's just not like that. For me, it's like my girlfriend goes... Ooh, I'm going to have a rosé, and I'm going to go, you know what? If she's going to have rosé, I'm going to have rosé. My wife is not a snob about a lot of things, but she is a rosé snob. Um, unlike me, who is an ultimate snob. Like, I'm just a snob in general. But um, she only will drink French rosé. Oh, really? She doesn't like the California rosé. What's what the gift? She says it's too, uh, too sweet. Oh, yeah. The California rosé. I can only have, like, one glass, and then I get a stomachache. Yeah. Oh, really? A stomachache? Yep. I can't do a lot of sweet stuff. Yeah. So, have you ever had froze, Cappy? Mm. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, froze is just frozen rosé. I was able to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, but I do like a little rosé. Um, again, it's more like when the girlfriend orders it, but it makes me feel like I'm day partying somewhere yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, yeah, I. Um, you got to see the original Lomi today, by the way. I did. When you walked um, into the house. I saw your loan. I came to your house today yeah. to visit with you. You saw my the gophers that drive me nuts. Well, you didn't see the actual gophers. You saw the holes they make. No, but this gopher situation that you're dealing with. You know, George, I also came to the circle of trust in these airwaves of 710 and explained that I, too, had a varmint issue at yeah. my house. Yeah. Varmint. Where I had you, this You tried skunk. to urinate, right? To well, no, there, was, there, there was a skunk yeah. that was ripping up my front yard. Right. And I thought that if I had coyote urine. Yeah. That the skunk would stay away. Yeah. But I didn't have any coyote urine. Right. So I just peed all over my front yard oh at night. Oh my gosh. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. At night, I would go out to my front yard when it was dark, and the, the neighbors were all going to sleep, yeah. and I'd pee all over my front yard. <laughs> and I was thinking that, that the skunk would smell that and go, oh, I don't want any of that smoke. Whoever's pee that is, dude, that is, that's a bad dude. I don't want any part of that guy. Now, George, what are you doing to fight these varmint. Uh, so they have they sell it like Lowe's and Home Depot and Ace Hardware. They sell these gassers, which look like mini little dynamite sticks. And then you shove them down the hole that the, uh, the uh, gopher makes. And then 
you light the fuse. Now, I light it from afar because I stick the thing re- real deep into the hole. So I use one of those... One of those like uh, long lighters that you use like for like, campfire a, uh, like a torch. Like a, no, yeah, for the, the, you campfire and you use them for like um, yeah, for, like those long for, like, thick the, lighters for like uh, barbecues and stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, flick, 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 right. flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use that thing to light it, and then you're supposed to cover it according to the instructions with the dirt that it used to kick up uh, in your yard. That sounds dangerous. And, no, it's not that dangerous. So then that's what I do, and then I gas their ass, and it worked in the front. Now I got to do it in the back. So you take your long, skinny little dynamite thing. Yeah. You stick it deep down inside the the gopher hole. Yeah. You're like the guy from Caddyshack. You're like Carl Spackler. Yeah. From Caddyshack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's a Cinderella boy, tears in his eyes, I guess. You know, looks like about a nine iron. I mean, that's you. You are out there sticking your little dynamite stick deep into the varmint hole. Yeah. It worked in the front. Now they they found their way to the back, and now I'm going to take them out there, too. You're I bought take eight, them down. I bought eight sticks. If really? it gets rid of them, like, does it, is it like permanent? Do they come well, back? No, nothing is permanent. How often do you have to do this? Sounds like a lot of work. Um, I mean, I took care of them a couple months ago in the front, and now the front is starting to heal uh, to a point where it doesn't look, you know, like a. It basically looked like, uh, like, <laughs> you know, those little army men, uh, like uh, toys. Yeah, it looked like yeah. the little army men were like, uh, like if they were all in my front yard, there'd be like little like uh, like uh, explosions around them of dirt. You know, anyway. I gotta say it kind of sounds fun. Yeah. Now the the fight itself, you against the the varmin, you know, nobody really wants to to have to fight that, no, that battle. No, 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 because we called the in the 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 pest control people, um, and they did it, but they still come back, and we spent a boatload of cash on it. So yeah. So now. I mean, the idea of you in your front yard. Right. And where I spent like, you know, 12 bucks on these things. Taking your dynamite stick, yeah. sticking them in the hole. It's not real dynamite, yes. And and trying, now what are you trying to do? Are you trying to scare these little guys no, out of these holes? No, you're gassing them so that you want them to smell the gas and be like, oh, got to go the other way because that's, that's not good. And so then they go to your neighbor's house. Well, they go somewhere else. It's just not my house. Yeah. Get lost. Yeah. Varmin. Yeah. Is it varmin or varmint? I think it's I vermin. Vermin. Vermin? Yeah. Vermin? I think it's vermin. Vermin. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It could be vermin. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like what Yosemite Sam used to say when uh, when I would watch cartoons as a kid, like the Bugs Bunny ones. But Varmint? Well, I mean, How's he you, say it? Varmint? I don't know, but you you got to deal with this issue, George. You yeah. really do. Because yeah. when we returned from pickleball, yeah. and young Mateo yeah. was out on the front yard- Yeah, he was throwing the football around. Pl- playing Kicking ball the yeah. with his pal. Yeah. You can't be having these little- What are these things that- are, The little piles. The little, yeah. No, but what are these little animals? The gophers. Gophers. You yeah. can't have little gophers. Well, you could turn an ankle there. Yeah. Tearing up your well, front that, yard. That's why. Front yard is, is starting to heal. Backyard is now the issue, and I'm going back there and taking care of business. Dynamite those guys. Yeah. Get them. Gas yeah. them. Got to do what I got to do. But nonetheless, mm. um, yeah. So you met Mateo today, too. He was trying to show you around. He was trying to show you his hoops skills. Yep. Well, I wanted to wrestle with him a little bit because I saw on your uh, did Instagram. Jiu-jitsu now, yeah. Yeah, now that he's a jiu-jitsu master. Yeah, not a master, just his first class. Okay, well, yeah. I thought maybe I'd get down with him. Yeah. See, see some Yeah, moves. he was not interested in that. No, he wanted to show me his basketball skills, when which he, were impressive. He made three hoops in a row. That's right. He yeah. also, uh, he also, you know, gave me the horn because yeah. he was trying to ride his three-wheeler through the house. Right. I was in the way. Yeah, you were in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all of this really started because I got to see the original, what is it called? The, the Lomi. Lomi. Yeah. Lomi. Yeah. Lomi. Yeah. Boy, you got to see mine, dude. I'm already making dirt 
we're we're going to do a whole garden in the back. My kids it. are my kids are convinced they want to actually use the dirt that is being created yeah. from the composting and the loamy that Uncle George sent them. Yeah. To create what they now call Kaplan's Kush. Yeah, a, a business. Yes, a cannabis yeah. business. They they want to make what a strain called Kaplan's Kush. Right. They want to grow it in the backyard. There you go. It you works. Support this. Sure, why not? Right, you got to support the entrepreneurial spirit. In yeah, my hey, opinion. whatever it takes. It's also legal. You know, it's a it's a legal business here in California. That's right. So, there is that. Hey, um, Anthony Davis. I feel like he's fighting an unwinnable fight here because he's already got the as we kind of talked about earlier. As I told people, you know, weeks ago, as you mentioned, if you're if, if you're just giving Anthony Davis grief just to give him grief, you should just go to hell, right? Oh wow, yeah, strong uh, words indeed. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I think he's fighting an unwinnable fight because no matter what happens from here on out, he's already got the deck stacked against him. And he he's clearly playing through an injury still, as we've now seen him have to sit. Because if he didn't sit yesterday, then you can make the case, oh, well, you know, he's, he's playing, he's healthy, he's playing. But it, once they sat him yesterday, to me it was an admission of, oh, he's not 100% by any stretch of the imagination. I can't really decide in, in looking at this story um, who's telling the truth here. You know, like Darvin Ham a couple days ago was saying it's all hands on deck. Everybody's going to play. Even right now, he might backs. have he might have said that just like because that's what he feels like. Hey, it's all hands on deck and everyone's in and every because apparently Anthony Davis had no idea that he was going to be sat yesterday, according oh, okay. to the reports. Okay, so that's an important that's a very important point to this. So if you're the player, if you're Anthony Davis, it's kind of embarrassing to you that the team is saying to you, you can't play. Because he knows that everybody's looking at every move that he makes Yeah. because everybody's been ridiculing him for the last two years, calling him street clothes. Well, now LeBron's the guy hurt, and Anthony Davis is technically, according to him, he's fine. So he should want to play, which I think he does, but then the organization makes a decision like like pulling a pitcher after five innings. You know, hey, call down to the to the manager. Hey, well, take remember, him out. Remember how people were freaking out when they took Clayton Kershaw out of the game? Right, when he had a perfect game going. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, is that right now is not the time to be sitting him. So here's what I'm saying. Well, I, unless you feel like he also could potentially blow a tire. But the thing is, is right now you're making a run to the postseason. And without LeBron, you pay Anthony Davis to be the number two. You need him. Now, look, I didn't like the decision, but I did like the result. I'll bet you Anthony Davis feels the exact same way. I want to play, but the fact that you sat me and we won, okay, it worked out. But I hate the decision by the Lakers. I just am very happy with the result. Well, but then later it came out that the that it was the plan to sit him, um, which I I think all of this could be true. I think Darvin Ham spoke out of emotion the other day when he said all hands on deck because of course that's what you got to say. Like that's what you that's what you want to say too. But then probably not remembering, oh damn it, that's right. These guys still want to sit find places to rest him in some way shape or form. Well, you know what? The plan is fine. And by the way, by these guys I mean the the training staff. Right. Right. The plan is fine if you have LeBron. If you don't have LeBron... You're saying then, yeah, there's no way in hell he's just got to fight through it? 
I'm saying that Anthony Davis, it, it is his time to lead this team, to lead this organization. Yeah. And, and, if, and if he's playing at 85%, but, that's, then that's the deal. But the thing is, they said it's the, a back-to-back thing, which they only have two more of those. Well, um, in the next two of them, because every game counts and is, every game is that much more magnified right now, I can't imagine that you have a plan today, not knowing what's going to happen to the teams in front of you or how many games you might win or lose, that you could actually definitively say today, next time there's a back and back-to-back, he doesn't play in one of those two games. That's nonsense. Ooh. you you got to play him every night. And you take your chances. So their next back-to-back is not till March 14th and 15th. They play at New Orleans in a game mm-hmm. you told me you wanted to go to. Yep, not going to make it, unfortunately. Oh, okay, so then I shouldn't make the call that you wanted me to. You hey want me to hey king someone? I didn't. I didn't. I don't need the hey king. Okay. Actually, you know what though? Maybe what I will do is I'll hey king you anyway. And even you though want, I don't go, so your daughter will go. Yeah, I'm going to do like a favor for a friend kind of thing. Hmm. That's a little different. Yeah, I know. Because then when you're, it's not for you, you know, it's like ah, I don't right. do I have to do a favor for his kid? Right. Like that's <laughs> a, that's different. Yeah, right. I already bought your kid a Lomi. That was a different kid. I understand. That well, changes di- things, Cappy. Di- right, different kid though, right? I, I I get it, but I've already got the Kaplan children of uh, a Lomi, which they're going to create a business off of. You got mm-hmm. a Kaplan child, a Lomi. Right, but they're all going to create a business. Well, this one happens to be in New Orleans, so you know, I want to go see that game. All right, the Uncle next George game is in town. After that, no, I'm not in town actually. The no. next game is at the Rockets, which they should win even if AD doesn't play. All right, you know what? I'll cut him a break. How about that? Okay. Play him against New Orleans. Don't play him against Houston. Yeah. You should very okay. easily be able to win against Houston. There you go. All right, so we've settled it. But I just still think he's in an unwinnable fight in that regard. All right, coming up next, Cappy, Aaron Rodgers, he is done with you talking about his drama, quote-unquote. He wants you to check yourself, okay? He does? Yeah, we'll hear from him next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The damage is done! Yeah! Freaking love Bon Jovi. (laughs) I do, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know what it is? Like, when you've had a great experience at a concert, I think it was about 22-ish, went to this concert in Phoenix, Bon Jovi, met these girls... You know, things happen afterwards when you're a kid. And then, like, you just you associate that night with Bon Jovi, and you're like, freaking Bon Jovi, you're the man. And shout out to Richie Sambora, too, who listens to 710 all the time. He loves 710, Richie Sambora. You know who also listens to 710 all the time? Tell me. Jonathan Watson. Hey, uh, Bible study with Jonathan Watson, my man. I appreciate what you're putting out there 
on Twitter. Way to go, man. Yeah. He's uh, what I like to call the super producer of uh, of listeners. And he says, at Sedano, can you add Travis Mason and Bergman to your go-to-hell rant on AD? Because they ripped him a new one yesterday <laughs> and today. <laughs> oh, well, I've already stated, you know, if you're going to get on Anthony Davis for trying to play through uh, an injury, then, uh, you know, I, I stand by what I said. I mean, dude, I, I'm on the other side of this one. You know, you put on that uniform, you lace up those sneakers, you sign that contract, this team needs you, you're the guy, LeBron's out, this team needs you, this organization needs you. But it's amazing to me that they, the team, made the decision. I, I can only imagine how embarrassing it must be for him in that he's a guy that everybody ridicules for not being available, and even when he's available... They choose to sit him. Mm -hmm. Look, it worked out. I, I acknowledge that it worked out. I just hate the decision. You need to play this man. This man needs to lead this team. I just don't like it, George. Can I yeah, tell you? Yeah. I guess I got to go to hell, too, then. Huh? Yeah, go to hell, too. That's horrible. I'm just saying, just go to hell. I mean, come on, man. Mm -hmm. Nope. He's a big boy. You don't, he don't need you. Just saying, go to hell. He doesn't need you, you to don't defend like it, him. Go to hell. He doesn't need you to defend him. He, he, uh, okay, that's fine. Seriously, he don't need you. Okay. You don't have to tell everybody to be... You're such a meanie. I am. I, I, you know, I have no problem being the a-hole. It's like if that Reddit page were about me, it would be... It would always say, yes, I'm the a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have no problem telling anyone to go to hell. <laughs> I mean, look, everybody's playing hurt. I mean, aren't they? But there's a different level of hurt. Then don't play. LeBron's not playing. Oh, but if he didn't play, then you'd rip him there too. I'm not ripping him. I mean, listen, all I'm saying is is that he has not been reliable. He knows that. We all know that. But if he says he's good and they say we don't want him playing because that's our game plan, I don't like that. I bet you he don't like it. Mm. You think he liked being off last night? No, I'm sure he didn't. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So anyway, what is Aaron Rodgers' problem? He got a problem with me too? Oh, yeah. So Aaron Rodgers went on some podcasts, the Aubrey Marcus podcast. Now, Aubrey Marcus is like this super-duper philosophical person. Like, I guess I would just classify him as a philosopher um, as opposed to calling him a super-duper philosophical person. Do you uh, qualify me as a philosopher? I, absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> I got my own philosophy. You do. There is certainly that. There's no so, question. I don't know why that guy gets philosopher status, and I don't. Yeah, I mean, he's a little more eloquent than you is what How I would say. How do you say. know? I mean... Uh, you don't even know who Aubrey, whoever the hell he is, is. I mean, anyway. I listened to a little bit of the podcast. You did? I did. All right. So How's, Aubrey, how's Aubrey got a relationship with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, you know... Through it, On It. Yeah. What does that mean? He owns On It, which is like... Um, they, they sell like all kinds of supplements, and they, yeah. they have like workout like gyms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And right. he, he's he's become famous with like celebrities. He's by like the, training the yeah, the guru to the stars. Yeah, you know, really, ways. yeah, like Billy Blanks. Um, no, that was Tybo. Okay, although uh, I have no listen, Tybo, your boy, your boy did a lot of Tybo back in the day. Who's that? You? Yeah, man, you were a Tybo I, guy. I even taught a little Tybo. Come on, back in the day, really? Yeah, Taekwondo. No, Tybo. <laughs> oh, yeah. two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, what, Taekwondo is not real. Yeah. Taekwondo is not a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, you, Laura, you never heard of that? Just Laura almost spit that. out her drink. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious, actually. <laughs> your boy, let me tell you something. Back in the day, yeah, your boy taught a little 
did little Tybo, taught little Tybo. All right. What's the most embarrassing exercise routine you've ever done? Because teaching Tybo is good. I will admit, I just no, but ad- Tybo is basically like just aerobic martial arts. All right. I will make an admission. When yeah. I first graduated college, and I was kind of just figuring out what I was going to do, and I was trying to bounce around the NFL, I got certified as a step aerobics instructor. Ooh, now that's way different. It is because I feel like Tybo. It's at least still like karate moves. Yeah. So it looks way more. Um, Threatening, really? Then my step aerobics. You yeah, don't think then that your my, step my, my with... leg warmers yeah. looked really? Yeah. You don't think that was intimidating? No. Yeah, really? no. Hey, hey. Now were you more Listen. Richard Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> or were you more Gilad? I was. I was more Gilad. Okay. I was. Yeah. I was. Um, and George, listen. As far as like Tybo being, you know, physical looking and looking like karate and everything, yeah. I double stacked my step. Okay, so I wasn't one of those people that you're, had just on the floor. I mean, if you're not triple square. stacking, then I want. I don't care. Oh, really? I was yeah. at least a double stack instructor. Yeah. Can you believe at one time I taught an abs class? I mean, what happened? You know? Yeah. I here Did I you was. Have the te- abs to prove it. I mean, I didn't. Ha- I I was te- like, hey, you'd get done with a thirty-five or forty-minute step aerobics class, and then go right into a, an abs class. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers has abs, and he was on the Aubrey Marcus podcast, and he was asked about kind of his decision-making, and Aaron Rodgers went after a bunch of gas bags like you, Cappy. It's a very, uh, there's a finality to the decision, Mm -hmm. and I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. You don't like it when you think it's drama, they're going to be in a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough, and then we'll go down that road and be really excited about it. <laughs> I don't think he's talking to gas bags like me, George. I do not. I do, on the other hand, think he might be talking to gas bags like you. Me? Different kind of gas bag. Totally different. You? He may be talking right to you, pal. I think. What do you think? Talking to me? Yeah, he's talking to you. Why would he talk to me? Well, because you said gas bags like me. I don't think he's talking to gas bags like me. I think he's talking to well, gas he's bags the, like he's you. He's the guy that's saying, like, you know, you're the type of guy that's like, ah, enough with him. Blah. Oh, no, like, no, no, yeah. no, no. That's you. I'm, I'm giving me more Aaron Rodgers drama. Um, I like what's going on. Think about it like this. The general manager of the Green Bay Packers is publicly stating that Jordan Love is quote-unquote ready to play. So there's a game going on here. Aaron Rodgers wants to be loved. Aaron Rodgers wants a seat at the table. But the Packers don't really want him to. So they're already telling everybody, including Aaron Rodgers through the media, Jordan Love is ready to play. And what is Aaron Rodgers doing? He's battling back on podcasts saying, I don't know. I don't really want to drag this out. I don't want to make people wait for me. But I am. So I love the drama. You know, you're the guy who's like, Tom Brady, go away. I'm the guy who's like, no, Tom Brady, come back. See the difference in gas baggery? <laughs> I guess. I mean, there is some nuance here, you know? Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, he's done with uh, you. It is over you or whoever it is that uh, doesn't want to hear from him anymore. Well, I'm going to be with Aaron Rodgers next Saturday. You are? That's right. Where's that? Um, that is in Orange County. Okay. Okay. There is a very big charity flag football game that Aaron Rodgers will be participating in. 
Josh Allen, and several other big-time NFL star quarterbacks. This is all happening on the campus at Saddleback College. And it's, um, it's a big charity event that these guys do every year. It's kind of a little under the radar until gas bags like me blab about it on the radio. But um, I will be with Aaron Rodgers next Saturday, and I will, I will talk to him about my experience in darkness and uh, see if I can bro down with him a little bit and get some information. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, let us know how that goes. Okay. All if you want to bring Mateo, tell me. Let me know. I will. I'll let you know. Uh, so we're supposed to have Be Real at 545, Cypress Hill legend, Southgate legend, supposed to join us at 545. But coming up next, Cappy, mm-hmm. the award-winning Radio Tinder. But first, tell them about Pickleball Madness. Ooh, I would love to. By the way, speaking of Pickleball Madness, um, I will just tell you this. We played today, and um, I've been trying to convince George now for a couple of weeks that we're going to win this thing. He has said, no, we're not. Now that we've both played and practiced, I think that you're feeling a lot more confident. I want to invite everybody to our Pickleball Madness tournament, Saturday, March 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the Agape Pickleball Center at Miles Square Park in Fountain Valley. You can reserve your seats at ESPNLA.com. Everybody's welcome. Thanks so much to our great sponsors, Solo All-Electric Car, Stretch Labs, and Island Restaurants. And there's going to be so much for the family to do. There's a beer garden for mom and dad. There's a kid zone for the kiddies. Right? There's complimentary food and drinks. There's a live DJ. All right? It's not be real, but it's going to be a live DJ. There's a photo booth. It's going to be a great time. We'll see you guys there. For more information, ESPNLA.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. This is a great theme song. I always like to comment on these, and I feel like this one is uh, a banger, for sure. Yeah, a banger? I yeah, agree. Nice. It's a banger. What do you think, nice. Cappy? Is it lit? I think it is pretty lit. Low key. <laughs> high key. Oh, high key. Might be. In the meantime, everybody's giving me a hard time. Nobody's giving George a hard time about being a Tybo instructor. Everybody's giving me a hard time about being a step because aerobics Tybo instructor. Because Tybo's badass, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, I did Tybo. Tried to, at least. You guys ever want to take my step aerobics class? I could probably dust sure. one off. I would. All right. I did take, like, I did all the workout classes. Zumba, still my fave. Oh, yeah. Oh, Zumba was a good yeah. thing, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do Zumba, but I saw everybody was into that. Yeah. Zumba's hard. Yeah, it looks hard. Yeah. Get didn't Jazzercise make a comeback at one point? Yeah, probably. It did. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> it's I. My mom did it once upon a time, and it was funny because my dad made fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you gotta go to Jazzercise. Anyway. 
Just because, you know, they wear, like, the, the dorky outfits and played, like, the weird music. But anyway. All right. So, guys, we've talked a lot about the fight between Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. And while mm-hmm. the fight may be over, people still can't seem to stop talking about it. Rumors have been swirling that the whole thing was fake after an alleged script leaked on Twitter. The script breaks down each round, offering a brief summary of what will happen from each man's movements in the ring to the fact that Fury would then need medical assistance for an injury to the left eye. Some MMA fighters shared the alleged script on social media and asked, what the bleep is going on here? So do you guys believe that the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight was indeed scripted? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. I'm going to swipe left and say I don't think it was scripted because I read the script. And from what I can gather... Either the guys threw the script out or they just chose not to follow it because that's not how it really went down, is it? Like, did you think, because you watched it, did you think that the fight resembled the script? I mean, kind of. It was pretty vague. Yeah, see, to me, like anybody could have written that and put it out in an effort to try and humiliate the guy. But, I mean, after the fight, when Jake Paul's standing there and his face is all beat up, I mean, who, who signs up for that script? You're supposed to be the star of the fight. Well, and in fact, in the script, doesn't Jake Paul win? Um, I think I think you're right about that. I I don't remember. But it, you know, they can change it because it leaked before the fight. Maybe they were like, "Oh, we got to switch up the ending here." I mean, like the whole like, "Oh, he needs medical assistance for injury to his left eye." Like that happened. I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was Fury who needed medical attention to, to an injury to his left eye. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. So that's not what happened. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy it. I mean, he lost, bro. That's it. End of story. Yeah, move on. It's over. See you later. I think it might have been scripted. You want what? it to be scripted. Well, yeah, doesn't everybody? So they could be like, this isn't real? I mean, that's part of the problem if it's not real. Be real. <laughs> we'll be joining us shortly, hopefully. Yes. Okay, next one. On Tuesday, Grizzlies forward Dylan Brooks showed up to the game against the Lakers in a stone-cold oh, Steve Austin-inspired outfit. Not, but by the way, Kyle <laughs> Kuzma, way stranger. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma's was way stranger, but, you know, the whole Dylan Brooks uh, Stone Cold theme was pretty cool. You know, it was like the whole black vest with no shirt and ripped jean shorts, jorts as they call them. And Shaq and his fellow inside the NBA crew got a kick out of the outfit, and Shaq said he would wear that exact outfit if the Lakers make the playoffs. (laughs) Would either of you guys be willing to bet something like this on the Lakers making the playoffs? Swipe left or swipe right? No, I'm good. I'm left. I ain't taking my chances with them, especially with LeBron's foot all mangled up right now. What if you want to take the other side of the bet? What's the other side that of the bet? That they won't make the playoffs. No, I'm not taking that chance you either. You don't want the juju, huh? I don't, yeah, I don't, no. No, I don't need that. I, on the other hand, will gladly accept. Um, if the Lakers make the playoffs, and if Shaq rocks this stone-cold Steve Austin look, I, too, will rock the look. Now, where will I rock the look? That's another question. Do I just do it in studio? Do I, do I walk around before the game and I show LeBron like, yo, I bet on you guys. You definitely should. You won. I'm here. Check out my belly. <laughs> you definitely should. That'd be great. Guy looks dope. I like the sunglasses. I like what he did with his hair. I love the belt. Jeans are cool. Tattoo on his chest. Lindsay, you think I can get one of these outfits on Amazon? Oh uh, yes, definitely. I mean, you could get it's just a, a le- like a leather motorcycle jacket and jean shorts, which I'm sure you have back from back in the day, Cappy. I don't know if I have any remaining. 
I mean, they're long too. They're nice long jean shorts. Not I don't like have any short jean shorts. shorts. I don't have any jean jackets. I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah, that bring... stuff all went out when I left the nineties. They're bringing uh, cargo pants <laughs> what back. What are you talking so... about? You just showed up the other day with a members only jacket. No, that's an actual jacket I bought at the Delamo Mall at Sada, and uh, it's not a members only jacket. <laughs> Sada? Who's she? Zara. Oh, thank you oh, for like anglicizing that, that. Yeah, I love that story. Mm. All right, so Cappy is going to dress as Stone Cold Steve Austin if the Lakers make the playoffs, correct? And if Shaq does it. Okay. So if Shaq does it, what are you going to do at, like, the first hey, playoff Chuck. game? Hey, Chuck, you see I'm going to Stone Cold Steve Austin? You see this, Chuck? And then I'll be doing the same thing. I'll be like, Shadano, it's going to call Stone Steve Austin. See, that's, that's my Shaq. <laughs> I mean, Shaq could definitely rock it. I don't know about you, Cappy, but I don't know either. maybe you I, can. I don't know if I can. Maybe you can. But that's kind of the beauty of, of, of putting your trust into the team. George does not want to trust the Lakers. I believe. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not messing with that. Okay. No thanks. It'll be fun for us, though. It will be fun. Cappy can be, can be that Ooh, all day. You know, I have an idea. See, if Sedano would take the bet, you know, like the infamous picture of The Rock where he's wearing the black mock turtleneck mm-hmm. and the fanny pack yeah. and like the chain outside mm-hmm. of the turtleneck? Mm-hmm. I know that picture. That would be, would be funny if okay, George wore that come along on, George. with you. George, you be The Rock, I'll be stone cold if the Lakers make the playoffs. But come on, you don't think they're going to make the playoffs, so take, take it. I have a black fanny pack you could borrow. No. I think it's cool now everybody wears their fanny pack over their shoulder and like across their chest. Yeah, that's I don't I think that's mine. like a new thing, though. I feel like that was also something yeah. that was happening in the 2000s when oh, really? The Rock was doing that, yep. took that picture probably. Mm-hmm. That's new to me, high key. I've never seen it until recently, like the past couple years. Everyone always wore them around their waist. Hi, right, George, you have to be The Rock and I'll be stone cold. I mean, you already have the, the turtleneck for sure. Yeah. It's the chain. <laughs> the chain is what sells it. Yeah, I would and agree. And the glasses, too. Yeah. All right, last one here. A Dallas journalist said that her use of the word bruh to address the mayor has left her without a job. <laughs> Megan Magnum said that she was sacked as Dallas Morning News education reporter after she responded to a tweet from Mayor Eric Johnson claiming that local media had no interest in reporting a drop in violent crime. She wrote, bruh. National news is always going to chase the trend, cultivate relationships with quality local news partnerships. And then after she got criticism from the mayor and other media, she was fired. Should this reporter have been fired for using the word bruh in a tweet? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Is that really what the company said? They said they fired her because she said Uh, bruh? Something about, um, you know, inappropriate behavior or, or conduct, whatever. Oh, bruh, please. When, when interacting break. with an official. Oh, I'm swiping left on this thing right here. Uh, I mean, fired I seems excessive. I mean, really. Like, if, if you wanted to reprimand her and say, hey, listen, when replying to a news subject, somebody that you may cover, if you don't refer to them as bruh, you call them Mr. Mayor, you know, or Mrs. Mayor, or whatever. But bruh seems a little disrespectful to the mayor, and you're supposed to be a professional journalist, but firing over the word bruh i mean bruh yeah it's excessive there's no question so i'm swiping left on that one too imagine cappy if you got fired for certain words that you use like what like what give me an example um i mean obviously bruh would that that one you had been gone a long time ago i like bruh i'm trying to think there's like what's the last time you used a controversial word can't really think of any well you know listen that's because we work for disney you know 
I mean, I've had to tone it way down here, bro. George reminds me all the time. He's like, yo, take it down a notch, will you? Do you have any more? No, that's it. But speaking of words, uh, Cappy, did you see that Dictionary.com added a whole bunch of new words that I feel like are things that you would say? Like what? Give me an example. Uh, Let's see. One that I think you would say is dead ass. Okay. That's something Um, that you would say because your kid said it. What does it it mean? It means like serious. Like I'm serious. Oh, I'm dead ass serious? Yeah. Yeah, I would use that. Okay. Well, you don't say serious. Yeah, you don't say say that. Oh, I'm dead ass. Just dead ass means you are serious. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant using that in front of the word serious. No. Okay. Or uh, hellscape. Hellscape, what does that mean? Um, that's just like you're in hell. You know, like, I'm in hellscape. This oh. is hellscape. Haven't used that yet, but I may incorporate that a little bit. Okay. Uh, petfluencer. Petfluencer? Yeah, yeah that's, a new, that's a one that I would use. Yeah. It's a my... person who gains a large following on social media by posting entertaining images of their cat, dog, or other pet. Dude, I know, I know some kids that my kids went to high school with that did that. And they make hundreds of thousands of dollars because all these pet oh, yeah. companies pay them yep. for that. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. How about this one? Tell them about. What's that? What's that? You guys like don't know I'm what talking that about? Yep. Can you sp- yeah. wait, spell it? T-A-L-M-B-O-U-T. T-A-L-M, tell them about. Yep. Tell about. What does that mean? Talking about. Talking about. But that's the word. Tell about. is now in the dictionary. What y'all talking about? Yeah. Oh, tom okay. Tell about. Tell about. Oh, no, about. now you're going to use it all the time. Tom oh, Jesus. <laughs> Tom Bout. Tom Bout. Tom Bout. Oh, How right. about, like, like, when is, when is it going to get in the dictionary? I think it's already I in think there. It's in yeah, I'm pretty it, sure it's there. Right? it is in? Let me look. I'm pretty sure it is. Cabby, I think it is. I hope it is because I feel like it is. Yes. We use it a lot. Ait, an informal or dialect word for all right. Yeah, I use Ait all the time. Yeah, you're you're kind of Ait sometimes. Radio Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website at tequilamandala.com and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Cappy, coming up next, uh, B-Reels run a little late. It's all right. So That's Ait. Yeah. There you go. So we're going to talk. Coming up next, Baxter Holmes wrote a story that somebody in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust posted and uh, ripped, uh, and basically ripped all ESPN employees because Baxter Holmes wrote this story about AAU basketball, okay? Okay. I'm going to give you the kind of the quick version of it on the other side, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. So we'll do that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be Real's parking is going to be up here in a second, Cappy, with Mario. It's going to come in here, and we're going to talk to the Southgate legend. 20 million albums worldwide. You got a uh, favorite Cypress Hill song? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, mean, you have to think of, like, their mainstream success, right? Like, How I Could Just Kill a Man was pretty good. Um, And the same in the membrane, right? I mean, instead of the brain, actually, it's called. Yeah. But um, same album as Insane in the Brain. Yeah. Hits from the Bong. Oh, Hits from the Bong is a good one. 
Hits from the bong yeah. is before a banger was a banger. Yeah. Hits from the bong was a banger. Right. So. Yeah, most of these songs can't be played. Laura, yeah, I was to your like, point. I yeah. wanted to play some, but yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, but like we. You can. know what's co- interesting to me? I did not know this, and I want to kind of talk about this. I didn't know that Mellow Man Ace was part of the original group. I did not know that. That yeah. is, uh, that is wild. Yeah, that I did not know. Yeah. So I didn't know that Mellow Man Ace, who's Cuban, also grew up in L.A. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, Be Real's mom is Cuban. I know that. Uh, Mexicano me- and Cubano. Right. Yep. Yeah, Pops was Cuban and Mom, uh, or Pops was Mexican, Mom was Cuban. and uh, But I didn't know Mellow Man Ace was, the, was an original member of Cypress Hill, so I wanted to talk to him about that too. But we can get into all that stuff, and then obviously we'll talk to him about his association with the LAFC because, you know, they're very tight. And I'd he- like to know how that happened, and I'd like to know how he, uh, you know, got into making music for around the LAFC. Yeah. Uh, in the interim, I'll give you a brief synopsis of what this Baxter Holmes story is about. Yeah, Basically, before you do, can you tell me who Baxter Holmes is? Uh, he's an investigative reporter here at ESPN. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. So he did a story about uh, AAU basketball, mm-hmm. right, and how a lot of people in the league, and he's interviewed dozens you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people around basketball at all different levels, NBA level, the league level, the uh, AAU level, uh, you know, medical people, how... AAU basketball, and if you know AAU basketball now, it's pretty bad. Like, these kids are playing a bunch of games in a day. Like, they're not, and when you go to these tournaments, there's a lot of games being played in one particular day. And basically, they're saying, you know, all this load management we're dealing with now, this, you know, we're just dealing with the symptom. Um, the, the, the actual issue here is that these kids are putting way too much stress on their body way too early. Um, and it's no. Di- we've seen this in baseball too. Oh, dude! I mean, yeah, listen, with arms, you, particular pitchers, right? right like you, you, you have these pitchers now, and they they come into Major League Baseball, and their arms are getting ready to be blown up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know why? That's because he had 200 pitches in a baseball game for his club team when he was 16 years old." Right. I mean, the, everything you're just starting to lay out right now for basketball that their bodies are all beat up by the time they're NBA players is something I've heard around youth baseball for the last 15 years. Okay, right. keep going. Right. So this guy in the Sedano Cap circle of trust who's yeah. always trying to be a snarky guy. and Who's you know, that? Greg and PV? No, no. Tim you, in Orange County? Who no, is no, it? No, Tell no, me. No. Yardmeister 1? I don't know. I don't know Yardmeister Yardmeister 1. one. He's, he comes in and out, but when he does, it's always some kind of snark. You know. And listen, I love the snark, but I also don't like you just like ripping a whole place for no reason. Well, right? who'd he rip? Well, he just read LMAO. It's it's like every single employee at ESPN has to go to a clown school as a prerequisite in order to get an interview. And he 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 quote tweets Legion Hoops, which is an aggregator site, talking about Baxter's. Um, story and it says ESPN writer blames AAU for current load management issues in the NBA quote the current load management debate is simply not rooted in science or medicine a major factor many players now enter the NBA with badly broken bodies and by the way the aggregation I would say is poor by Legion Hoops who I follow and they follow me and I'm okay with them but that's a terrible aggregation because the ESPN writer is not saying that he's interviewing dozens and dozens of people who are saying that okay people who are way more informed about it than a writer the writer's job is to collect the information here and this is the problem i have okay because we live in this world where everybody all of a sudden loves to blame the media that the media is a problem so what i did was in the sedan and cap circle of trust i i took a screenshot of just a very small anecdote of how many people he interviewed who these people were and why they have credibility in this space 
And that's why the writer spoke to them, in this case, Baxter Holmes. And then I wrote to Yardmeister One, did you read the actual story or the poor aggregation of it? Here's just one small anecdote. And this dismissing of actual reporting, which includes dozens of people involved, is not someone making this up. And that's the thing. Like, we've come to this port part of the world in this time in 2023, the year of the Lord, where it's always like, oh, if, if it doesn't jive with what I think, or if somebody writes something that isn't actually true, in this case, the aggregator, not the actual writer, a, a poor description of it, it's let's rip the media because it's convenient to do that because they're easy to be a punching bag and a bad guy. Well, look, I haven't read the article yet. I haven't read the piece. Okay. I mean, it's too long. You're not going to read it. Let's yeah, I mean, if, it, if it's if it's going to take me more than like three or four minutes, I'm probably not going to read it. It's definitely like it would take you like four trips to the restroom. Okay, look, I haven't read it, but I will say this. Um, is there some validity to the notion that by the time a kid is 23 years old and he's been in the NBA for two years and he played all this AAU basketball and he played all the high school basketball. And then after the high school basketball season, he went back to his club team or he went back to his AAU team. And then, by the way, with his college team, he's traveling during the summer and they're going on tours and they're playing. Listen, by the time you get to the NBA, especially, you know, by the time you're 22, 23 years old, from the time you're 13 to the time you're 23, you've played in thousands of basketball games. Yeah, you know? th that's not but, unreasonable. But, no. And, and by but, the way, people, that Baxter's story, if you were to read it, which you wouldn't because it's too long, but you could just read the anecdote that I said. Wait a second, you. is it also on ESPN Plus or is it something that's free? No, it's on ESPN.com. Okay, and yeah. uh, there's a chance. Yeah. So, right, like he's, he's talking to people around the sport at all different levels and medical professionals about this. This that isn't him, this that isn't him making it up. You right. know what I mean? They, that, but that's, but George. I question this, having not read it yet. Is there data to support what he's saying that's overwhelming, or is it the opinions of the people he's interviewing that the reason these guys have to load manage now is because of what they did to their bodies when they were 13, 14, 15, 16? I don't know if there is reasonable data, like, but I would say that there's enough data for them to feel that that is absolutely a, a potential uh, aspect of it. So it's... it's um Listen, it's, I mean, so listen, medicine is all, here's the thing, like when, we, when it comes to that, there's a reason it's called practicing medicine. People are making guesstimates on these things in but, most but, cases. But, but th let's use a football example, okay? When a, when a former player dies and his brain is examined and they say, well, he had CTE and then you blame the NFL, but hold on a second. That same guy probably was playing tackle football at 10 years old and then played junior high school and then right. played high no, school. No, to your point. Right. And then they, college. There is, there is a, right, a probably a, um, a long history of collisions in that scenario. Right. Yes. And so the same goes for NBA players, just the same way we were talking about baseball players. You know, if, if a guy has his arm blown out and you go, well, I'm just tracking his career. He was 14 years old, and the coach had him pitch 200 pitches in a game. And I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but you, you moms and dads out there, especially who are around travel baseball, you've seen this. Those of you that are AAU parents, you, you see the number of games they play. My daughter played um, ECNL soccer. Dude, these girls would play two, three games in a day at a tournament in, in Arizona or Las Vegas. So what we do to our kids 
who are up and coming athletes, especially collegiate athletes, let alone AAU guys who you think are going to be NBA players. We play all, we play these kids a lot at very young ages. Uh, I would agree. So that's why I think this story. My objection is more with this notion that you know that a he was he's the reason he believes this. Like Baxter actually is the one saying this. When if if anyone actually and this is on that Legion Hoop site, which again I like, I like them, I like them as an aggregator. But this one they're way wrong on, and I have no problem saying, hey man, you got this one wrong. That's well, not what they get what wrong. Didn't they just pull a piece out of the article? No, but what they're, they're saying is that. Let me read yeah, it again. explain it to me. It says ESPN writer. Hold on. I'll find yeah. it for you. Give me a second here. By the way, B-Real is in the green room area. He is? Yeah. So he'll be in here in a second. You know, you should tell B-Real to go use my office. Your office? Yeah. Let him relax in my office. Okay. You have an office, Cappy? No, he yeah. doesn't. So, yes, he doesn't. Do. He's literally yes, taken an empty office and made where, it his. Where is it in relation uh, to my office, Cappy? Lindsay, if you Lindsay go has out, an office. Lindsay, if you go out of your office uh-huh. and you make a hard right- Uh-huh. And you go down all the way to the, the end of the hall, oh, that, right before the conference room. That is actually supposed to be my new office. Well, that is my office. I have taken it. Oh. I put my feet on the desk. I was starting to decorate it. Yeah, he does put his feet on the desk. He though. does put his but feet. But it on is going to be my office. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because it has a TV, and mine doesn't. So yep. I'm just moving in there. Sam yep. said you it's lost okay. your office. So anyway, here's what mm-hmm. Legion Hoops wrote. Which again, I like those guys, but this one they got wrong. It says ESPN writer blames AAU for current load management issue in the NBA. That's not the ESP. The ESPN writer wrote the story about other people telling him that. I haven't read it. But he's not the one saying it. He's not. It's not an editorial. <laughs> it's I not a column. It. It's not an op-ed. Okay, I haven't read it. It's it's an investigative story. So he's basically telling you other people are saying that, not him, the people that he's interviewing that are more knowledgeable in this scenario. That's my beef with this. I it's just like I hate the way this stuff gets run through the ringer and it doesn't like get processed properly and then all of a sudden everyone it's an easy joke to be like, oh screw the media i say screw the media too it's nice you're, when you're part when, of the media no i'm not i'm not part of it come oh on. don't do this don't do come this on. thing that all these players and coaches come do. on the other day i was having i was I, I won't say who but i was having a drink when i was in denver with who with a media personality who was a former coach Okay, former coach, current media personality. Don't say it out loud. And I and and I was we were talking about the business and how just crazy this industry is. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, coach, this industry is nuts. And he goes, Yep, glad I'm not a part of it. And then me and the other guy <laughs> just looked at each other like, Wait, what? That's right. That's how I feel. Like you cash a check from this. What are glad you talking about? I'm not about? a part of it. Glad I'm not part of the media. Dope. I, this way, if I'm not a part of it, I can blame it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Be real is next. 